0: Welcome to The Culture Classroom, a podcast for teachers and coaches by teachers and coaches. Listen to top leaders, innovators, and influencers share their stories about how intentional culture elevates performance. Now, here are your hosts, John Weaver and John Torrey. Let's get better together.
1: Welcome everybody to The Culture Classroom. It is uh, almost midnight, (laughs) but there's a reason it's almost midnight because this is the first time I haven't had to send a Zoom request to Coach Story, because we are at uh, some beach somewhere uh, about, to report a co- about to record a podcast face-to-face.
0: Yeah, we talked about it, right? We talked about it earlier this year. We're going to make it happen. 2023 is going to be the year. We're going to do it. It's a 19-hour commitment from the Tory family. We loaded up the truckster, and uh, the last two days we've driven 10 hours, you know, to – to get here, but we are at the beach. For those of you that are anywhere understand geography at all, Iowa is not anywhere close to a beach. No. So, <laughs> so we're here though. Like, like we we committed and we're here. And uh, this is the first time that Coach Weaver and I are recording without a split shared screen.
1: Yeah, um, it's one of those things that uh, we always joke like if nothing happens, nothing happens. And then tonight's podcast is going to be about. A little bit about responsibility of saying you're going to go do something and then having the courage to go do it, having the drive to go do it, having the the want to to go do it. But, uh, man, what a time. And if you're hearing the waves in the background, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not,
0: because it's great. Like, we don't get this where I'm from.
1: (laughs) So we're just going to hit record and uh, let you listen to us talk again about everyday people walk by responsibility. So yep. JT, you put this on my heart. Um, I know we were going through some things to talk about, but I think this is fitting as we meet for the first time, the responsibility of getting to this destination, talking about it, how I was supposed to come to a clinic, that didn't work out. We're going to meet here in Branson, I think last year, that didn't work out. Right. Uh, but the responsibility we owe to each other to get here and to make it happen.
0: Yeah, and I mean, full disclosure, like our wives, so Coach Weaver and I have this five-year relationship going, we talk every day, like we're in each other's inner circles, like there's no, no real secrets. And uh, to never meet someone, I mean, there's no AI here, uh, just maybe what's inside of our skulls, that's the AI that we yeah. have, but otherwise, we're real people. And for me, this was a slam dunk when the opportunity came up of, hey, let's go on vacation together, we want to share a beach house together. And for me, I had no thoughts. My wife, on the other hand, I didn't consider her perspective where she's like, she has no idea who you are. She has no idea who your wife is. She has no idea our kids. Like, how's this all going to work? And my wife kind of put it best. She said, uh, within one text, I knew that uh, his wife was the same as me. So that kind of sealed the deal for everyone. Our kids are the same age. and. Uh, But yeah, it's a responsibility. It's a responsibility to each other. It's a responsibility to our listeners. It's a responsibility to growth of the podcast to bring you outstanding content that we meet here on some beach somewhere and keep spinning ideas.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, you know, my wife was really apprehensive about it, too. She was like, this this is like a bromance. Like, I know how this is going to go down. Like, it's going to be you and him recording and hanging out and telling stories. And we're just going to, I was like, no, totally wrong. And what it's turned into is the first hour that we were here we got everything settled after getting the conduit situated <laughs> which is an ordeal <laughs> anyway uh we go down to the beach and they had toyed with like do we put bathing suits on do we not put bathing suits on and we're like let's just go let's just go to the beach thinking as responsible parents that they weren't going to get in the water uh wrong uh, within like Seven minutes they were in the water getting shells, uh, no bathing suits, just the clothes that they had on their back from when we were all traveling today. And uh, what a sight to see! So now, not only are we share the same name, John and John, uh, (laughs) but our wives are so much alike. Our kids uh, picked up like we're friends anyway, Mm -hmm. like it was one of those things, and they've never met. So, the responsibility piece of Having a best friend that you've never met has now turned into two families meshing together uh, that if we wouldn't have just sat down and said, hey, we're making this happen, we're going to set a date, we're going to go, no telling what would have happened. We're, you know?
0: we're going to commit to the drive. We're going to commit to the financial cost of sharing okay. a beach house. We're going to trust the other end that they're going to follow through on their end of the deal. Um, you know, I talk to my team all the time about credit card trust. I know Randy Jackson's got his, would you lay down in traffic, or other people do different things that they measure trust with. For me it's i literally give my credit card out to my students on money monday i will take it out of my phone and i hand them a credit card and for me it's like i can trust you if i can trust you with my financial information and my privacy and my security and so like when you and i had this we had booked this airbnb and it's like okay whose credit card is it going on and it's like well i'm gonna trust you like we're gonna yeah. put it on mine and uh i know that you're gonna come through on your end of the deal because i know the kind of person you are and the character that you have and the responsibility you. You uh, you have, and, uh, yeah, so there's all kinds of commitment here. So when we talk about responsibility. There's a lot of things that can be interchanged to say the same thing, but really it's just another form of commitment. Yeah, you know, we
1: talk about commitment, which is also slogans for teams, right? Uh, commit to excellence, that's another thing that people say. Uh, but I think the responsibility as educators, as teachers, as coaches as even CEOs of organizations you have to walk by the responsibility of like I got to put my best foot forward for the people that I'm doing this for Mm -hmm. so the servant leadership kind of molds into it of you said before we got on the podcast like you know there's a piece of trash on the ground so the 15 year old me would have been like that's not mine I'm not picking it up versus 42 year old me is like that needs to be picked up like it doesn't matter who's it is just clean it up and make things look nice. I mean, this is the responsibility that's owed as as you as a leader, as an influencer, as a person who might be just head of two people, or you're a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. I mean, responsibility is on you from the time you wake up in the morning.
0: And and that's the thing. Every day, people walk by what they should do. We know what we should do. Uh, There's a great meme out there right now, or there's a great picture that circulates in the social media world for coaches of someone not returning the shopping cart, right? Like they, that's a responsibility and it's like, oh, can I trust you if you just leave your shopping cart? Well then today, I mean, I know that, I see it. We go to Publix because we got to get a few things for breakfast in the morning because that's the Tory Weaver vacation 2023 agenda, right? I bring the bacon, Coach Weaver gets some of the eggs and does the pancakes <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Culture Classroom is sponsored by Pro Quick Draw, the dynamic playbook solution for modern coaches. Let technology work for you with time-saving features to eliminate the busy work so you can spend more time coaching. Our subscription comes with starter templates, stencils, and plays for you to begin building your playbook quickly. Give us a try for 30 days and keep all the templates you make during your trial. That's Pro Quick Draw. And, uh... We're walking out of Publix and we, we're carrying just a handful of groceries that we have, and I just kind of leave the cart, not in the middle of the parking lot, but like at the entrance of the store. And Coach Weaver instinctually just pushed it just five feet farther and parked it and gave it to someone else coming in, another patron coming in. And it's like, it, I had like a V8 moment, you know, where you like hit yourself on the forehead and you're like, oh, could have had a V8. It's like, I did the same thing, right? Like, we know what we're supposed to do, and yet the chaos of our lives and the inconvenience of actually doing what we should do catches us in the moment and we avoid responsibility yeah
1: so i want to get into that because we can talk about going after responsibility and knowing what we're supposed to do and the flip side of that is what about the irresponsible ones so i listened to a podcast today on the drive not 19 hours (laughs) it's four and a half Uh, so not much of a commitment on the driving on our part But it was talking about how Elon Musk, when he took over Twitter, and I think we can get into this a little bit, there's drivers and there's passengers when it comes to responsibility. The drivers have the responsibility of like you're maintaining the wheel, you have to know when to brake, you have to keep your eye on like the horizon, like is there a traffic wreck coming, like are there things that I have to watch my right side, my left side, the blind spots, all that stuff. Versus passengers who are just kind of chilling. Yeah. And I think a lot of times the responsible ones are the drivers and the passengers are irresponsible. I mean, I'll just go ahead and say it. So Elon Musk, when he took over Twitter, got rid of 80% of the workers because they they didn't need them. They were all passengers. He would go in and ask him like, "What do y'all? What do you do here?" Well, I do this part on this. Board. We don't need you anymore. So today I was talking to an administrator, and uh, he's trying to get rid of teachers' aides. For elementary
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i was like why he goes well they really don't do much and that's taking up some of the budget that i have and i was like it's exactly right like you have drivers and passengers and that's the same thing if they're not giving value they're not responsible you're always trying to you have to coach them up right and also do your job is it a thing that you let go of your responsibility or do you coach them up to get better
0: that's where I'm tossed up. I, I think it's a great, great question because drivers obviously take the responsibility, right? Like, um, you know, my son is learning to golf. He loves to golf, six-year-old, uh, and uh, just that's his thing. Golf is his thing. When he putts every day, he chips in our backyard. He, he, pretty soon he's going to outdrive me, not very long. He's going to be able to get out of the sand easy. Oh, yeah. Like, he, we brought his <laughs> golf club here to the beach. Like, we got a little hole. Like, I mean, it's, it's great. Like, he just loves it. He can just golf all day. And we talk all the time, when he golfs between our house and our neighbor's house, it's like, he's like, well, it's not my fault if he hits a bad shot or if he hits the house. It is because every time you tee that ball up or you swing that club, you are assuming responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important. So like when he hits his driver, it's another interpretation of that analogy, like you are assuming responsibility. As a passenger, you're somewhat passively Mm -hmm. Assuming responsibility, like you're avoiding responsibility in some context. Now, not all contexts, but this is just kind of the analogy. And I think it's fitting a lot of times we sit back and we wait for other people to steer us in the right direction. We probably most of the time know what direction we should go in, but human nature is, well, let's just hang back and and see and and watch what happens. And that's, that was my whole attitude of, I'm going to commit to this vacation. Coach Weaver's in, and then I'm so I'm going to drive this thing because in the Tory household we have one week here, Fourth of July week, where we can actually go on vacation. This is the week because June is all ball games in Iowa, like three kids playing, uh, playing baseball, softball, and then in July I teach for Verizon, so I teach a STEM camp, and then August is football. So it's like we have Fourth of July week. We're going to commit to this, but then so I'm going to drive this vacation until our wives get involved. And then I'm a passenger, right? right. Like, I I don't care where we stay. I don't care what we do. I don't care necessarily what the agenda is or what you're packing. But drivers and passengers, I think, is a really good leadership analogy.
1: Yeah. and I mean, you talk about that. We didn't drive the pizza. All we did was we drive to go get it. (laughs) That's it. They were like, I think we should do pizza. I think we should do this. Absolutely. Um, That's really good. I just, the more I think about responsibility that's owed as a leader in any organization, whether it's with your wife, whether it's with your kids, whether it's at work, the responsibility that we have on our shoulders—I think some people take it too loosely because they like the title of being a leader, but they don't want the responsibility that comes with it. Maybe, uh, but uh, you know, it just—it was put on my heart today about that. Like drivers, as I'm driving down here, it's like there's drivers and passengers, and I looked over, and my wife's sleeping. She's definitely a passenger, and I'm in (laughs) control of this whole situation. So, uh, you can just, I think you can equate that so much to what you do in your job, to what you can do with a whole bunch of things, but the the theory of, like, walking by responsibility is so clear.
0: And and I think this, like, I think big picture on this kind of stuff, right? So, like, if you get away from the analogy of, of driving a car or going on vacation or whatever, think about this. I just want you to jot down or be like, just be cognizant of the different ways that you walk by responsibility in your life. Maybe you take action after someone says something, maybe you take action because it's gnawing at you in the back of your, uh, uh, your subconscious throughout the night or whatever, or maybe you just don't ever take action entirely. But when I think about our society, this is where the reason why the Tories needed a vacation and the reason why we needed to come 19 hours to the beach with the Weavers is because my kids have never seen the beach. So that first hour we're on vacation is my six-year-old, without a life jacket, so again, avoid responsibility, literally in the ocean, right, in the Gulf. And uh, for those of you that aren't familiar or have been following the news, the panhandle, there have been a, a several, at least a dozen people get swept away, right, by these uh, rip currents that are happening. So my six-year-old, never, no beach experience, he knows how to swim, kind of but doesn't have a life jacket on. He's in street clothes and just next thing you know, he's the first one all wet. And so avoid responsibility, but yet there he is impulse living in the moment. And so I have a responsibility as a dad to give my kids authentic experiences. That's why it's 19 hours in the car, right? That one hour we spent at the beach today and we've got a couple days coming up here uh, that are just beach days. That is so valuable for my kids because they've never experienced this. And when we talk about avoiding responsibility, I think about fathers everywhere. We are a fatherless society in parts. You know, we are grandfatherless. Like the, the person who has the biggest impact are dads, right? Like moms are invaluable as well. So parents in general, just, but being a parent is about responsibility. And dads out there, especially if you're a coach, if you're listening to podcasts, just read Marv Levy's book recently in the last couple weeks. And he had, I think he had three girls that all grew up and got married and and had families of their own and those kind of things. And someone says, Marv, don't you wish that you would have had a boy so that you could have like coached him, so that you could have. And at the end of his book, he writes, I had thousands of boys, right? He had thousands of players. So coaches, it's your responsibility to serve as a father for some of your players, right? Because they don't have that luxury and they're not gonna get it anywhere else. And just another full circle moment on the 19 hour drive, from Denison to here in Florida. We stopped in Kansas City and I reached out. And you talk about avoid responsibility. We were coming home from our our river cabin the weekend before our vacation. And I'm Heming and Han, we're planning out our trip, the final details, where we're gonna stay, who we're gonna see, like we broke it up into a couple days. And I just looked at my wife and I said, you know, my college coach is 75 now. And he lives in Kansas City, which is four hours away. And I haven't seen him in 15 years. I, I haven't talked to him since my book came out. And, of course, he's got a big chapter of my book or a couple chapters of my book. And I call him my second father, right? Because my dad is one of the reasons that I went to Doan where I went, small school in the middle of Nebraska. But that's because my parents could trust the head football coach to look out for me and help, grow, help me grow into a man and the per, partly the person that I am today. And so I just reached out to him and I looked at my wife and I'm like, you know, would it be weird if we stopped in, in Kansas City and saw my college coach? And my wife, and, and I'm sitting there thinking every reason why we shouldn't do that, why I shouldn't text him, right? I'm trying to avoid responsibility. <laughs> and my wife goes, you know, if you don't reach out and you don't put that out there, that relationship doesn't, doesn't grow, doesn't get shared. Like eventually that relationship dies. And she's 100% right. So I reached out to him. Turns out he was flying out that day, but we were able to meet somewhere close to the airport, have lunch, got pictures, posted on social media. Not that that matters to anyone other than my family, but for me it's really cool to share my college coach and our relationship and our experience with my kids, right? And uh, now he's an old man. He's not an athletic guy anymore, although he did do 75 push-ups on his 75th birthday. Oh, so, I thought you meant to
1: say he but, did it in my you eating. No. Well, <laughs> It's like, that's impressive. But, you know,
0: he's, he's not athletic anymore, but that's our background. And, and so that relationship boomerang is something else that I, mm-hmm. I talked about. But, again, if you don't take responsibility, then you, you miss out on those moments that are so impactful and important. Yeah,
1: totally agree with that. So as we wrap this one up, and uh, we got many more coming down the pipe as we have uh, a captive audience called uh, You, Me, and a Microphone. <laughs> for the next couple of days um, I just want you to go back and, and think about this past year or even think about as you're going through your summer right now of what responsibilities do I have and are they worthy of like pertinent responsibility like are, are there things I need to let go of that I can't control are there things that, uh, that I need to be more cognizant of uh, just responsibility of, of being a good dad, being a husband, uh, being a coach for your kids, not only your immediate kids if you have children, but the responsibility that's owed to you for the profession that you're in if you're in coaching. Uh, so that's a big challenge, just thinking about stuff that, that goes through my mind with the kids, how we coach, the responsibility that's owed of, like, when I get off work, I think about Saved by the Bell all the time. The responsibility that his dad had was always work, was always on the phone, always on the phone. And I remember Zach getting on the phone, calling his dad, he goes, Zach Morris, okay, I forgot the dad's name, yeah, whatever yeah. his dad's no, name is. Yeah. And he goes, hey, dad. And he's like, Zach, the responsibility you owe to like, when you go through the doors of your house, be the dad. Don't be the guy that's on the phone. And look, I'm talking at myself, just as much as I'm saying this on this podcast. Uh, but do your responsibilities line up with what you're saying and what you're preaching even to your team? Is it lining up in your home? And I think that's a big responsibility because sometimes the, the home is different than the locker room and vice versa. Uh, but I think as we go into 2023 and the summer and season's about to be here in a month and a half uh, that we look, we look at that and we do a mirror test on, hey, how responsible am I as a human being? of the things that are entrusted to me, am I giving them their due diligence?
0: And are you a passenger or a driver? I think that's, that's the important thing, because there's some things you have to be a passenger on, right? Like, especially if you're a coach and you've got your assistant duties outlined, or your head coaching duties outlined, or you've delegated different responsibilities. Like when are you a passenger, when are you a driver, and what are you trying to avoid?
1: We're going in on that, and thank you for listening to The Culture Classroom, we'll have more content coming and uh look hit us up on twitter like we want some interaction we're gonna do some more stuff on instagram you can follow us there and uh stay tuned for more episodes in the culture classroom
0: thank y'all